Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, we had a wild Saturday, as seven of the nine top ten teams who were playing on the road lost. So we're, we'll recap some of those. And the Rostian Selection Sunday counter is approaching zero, which means we have some conference tournaments coming up this week. Let's get into it. All right, Biggs, we'll get into our uh, usual trending up, trending down, and forking them. But first, I have to ask, how's your vacation? It was uh, it was short lived, uh, yet also long enough. Simultaneously, well, you were with your wife. You were with your wife, so yeah. So it went so slow. Oh, <laughs> four straight days of just having to converse with my wife and not watch college basketball was it was tough. You know, it was a, it was a great character building opportunity. Um, I thought she was approaching you with a knife there. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be the first time. Not in a good way either. What? Um, yeah, it was a good time. It was 80 degrees. I still have some Bahama Mama coursing through my veins. So uh, I can neither confirm nor deny whether or not I was looking up how to make Bahama Mamas on the rocks last night because uh, I am probably going through withdrawals a little bit. I need, uh, you know, I, I've learned the, the, the secret to all vacation drinks. No matter how girly they sound, if you say them in a deep enough voice, they sound manly. Uh, strawberry daiquiri. Tequila sunrise. A tequila sunrise. <laughs> I'll have a Superman, please. So you say it in a deep enough voice and you don't have to feel uh, insecure about it. Um, okay. So, yeah. I got my Bahama Mama on. So, good time. All right. Well, more importantly than that, Biggs, we have to do trending up, trending down, and forking them. Now, I've got, a, med- of- I've got a meaty Hang list on. for all of them. I thought of a way to decide which one to go, for- go with first. Okay. Uh, give me a number one to three. Two. All right. Fork someone over. All right, this is this is probably good because I, I had texted you earlier in the week about this. Uh, th- this is going to be an emotional stick of fork in them kind of episode today. I feel like oh, the, I've got right. three forks. I've got three teams that I'm forking, and, and all three of them hurt me. Uh, they're teams that that I like. And I was thinking about a, a way that a, a segment that we could do. This is kind of an on air production, just like pitching ideas. But like you know, now it's probably not as uh, uh, relevant because it does look like our UNC team is going to like make the tournament. But like, we'll see. Ya. We'll who see. are like our who are like our UNC teams that are you know th- that we like you know like besides UNC like teams that you like watching that are unfortunately probably not going to be in the tournament. Um, and, and this was the team that look ahead of the season. I thought I, I think this is going to be one of the best mid major teams in the country. They are a treat to watch. They have a ton of talent, ton of experience. They've had an absolute fantastic run really over the last like decade, but but in particular like the collection of players they've had over the last four years has been awesome. And yet, I don't think they're ever going to make the tournament, and that is the Belmont Bruins. Ah, yes. It's we can sad, fork them. Thursday night, matchup against Murray State, the OVC rival. Uh, I think any chance that Belmont had of securing an at-large bid rested on defeating Murray State. Uh, and they lost by 34. That's not good. That's uh, like that's double digits like times three. 
So yeah, that that probably good. counts as like two losses. And and yeah. and just watching the game, you know, Belmont is a team that that I've always enjoyed watching because of the way they pass and they cut and they play this beautiful poetry and motion style basketball. Uh, and sometimes that style of basketball runs into uh, issues when the other team is just way the fuck more athletic. And Murray State was just way the fuck more athletic, way bigger, way stronger, way faster. And it just felt like they were they were running on uh, they, were, they were playing in slow motion. Belmont just could not keep up, and uh, it's sad. It saddens me. I think the only, obviously the only way they get in now is winning that OVC tournament. And in order to do so, they're going to have to beat a Murray State team that they've lost by over a combined fifty points in their two meetings this, so far this year. So I think we can fork the Bruins, unfortunately. Okay, and it sucks because earlier this year I made I made a pledge, Biggs, that I was going to watch more of these mid major teams. Now, I haven't, but mostly because the two big ones that I could think of that I really was going to watch, Belmont and St. Bonaventure, have been less than stellar. So it's not my fault that I didn't you know, achieve this pledge and stick to my guns. It's their fault. It's true. They, they failed to deliver. Yes. So believe it at that. Did you have another one? You, you mentioned you might have multiple ones, or do I get to get mine in? Because you might also take mine. Yeah, you you go ahead. I've got I've got like a bunch of trending ups. I got a bunch of trending downs. It's been a meaty week, obviously. So and then I've got well, a couple a week more and a half, big. Yeah. week and a half. It's been so a you you just you just give me what you got, and then I'll and I'll fill in the gaps. All right. So I have a tra- or not a trending down, a fork in them. And I also thought, should we have a fourth category called leveling off? You know, like Iowa State would have been an example earlier this year where the water finding is level team, exactly, a leveling off team. Just an idea uh, on our production meeting right there, perhaps. We've already had two of those. We're productive. This, this that could just be its own little bit uh, yeah. of water finding its level team of the week. Yeah. But this team, you know, we had high expectations for this team. They had a less than stellar non-conference, um, some bad losses in there, you know. But then they conference play starts. They get two big wins, two top five wins in the matter of just like three days. And then they lose to Colorado, win a few games. They lose to California. They lose to Arizona State. And then the last few games, they lost to Arizona and USC. They did beat UCLA, but that was with a uh, depleted Johnny Juzang. I'm doing it, Biggs. I think technically on bracketology, on Lenardi's bracketology, they're still like on the bubble. But I don't know. I'm sticking with Forkman. They suck. Oregon. Oregon. Did I ever say even say Oregon? That never said right? Oregon. No. Oregon. Yeah, forking Oregon. <laughs> I'm forking Oregon. Fork them. I don't want to talk to them about it anymore. Yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. That that was maybe that was I think the uh, the impetus of my of my thought process the other day when I was just kind of walking the dogs was like uh, pick the teams that we like enjoy that are just it, like it's sad that they're probably not going to be the tournament like our favorite non tournament teams to watch. Oregon was one of my like what if teams that I just I thought they were going to be so much better. They show you just like flashes, and for whatever reason, it just never really came together. It's still a team that I, I I struggle to be like, man, it's over completely because I do think they could probably do enough work in their conference tournament. And I think, I mean, we saw it last year. That was a that was a bid thief league. Uh, that is a team that I think yeah. is talented enough to string together two three wins. But they've also shown that they're they're bad enough to lose in the first round to to Utah or something. Yeah, uh, it's too bad. I I actually have a team that probably isn't going to make the tournament, and I'm happy that they're not making the tournament. That's Virginia. That was another Forkinum team. I guess we don't really need oh, to say okay. much about them, but that's a Forkinum team for me. Um, 
Here we go. I'll give you a trending up though uh, on the on the on the other side of that pancake, and that's a bunch of ACC bubble teams. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 you gave me shit a couple weeks ago for saying ACC was trending up. Well, John, do you want me to be a person that just sticks to my guns without without any sort of reason, like blindly, or do you want me to to evolve as whoa, things whoa, whoa, as we get more information? A couple weeks ago, I said they're trending up. And now you're saying that they're trending up. I just said they're trending up before you did. So you're just saying that my I, the, I, was, I was correct two weeks ago in that, in that the, they were trending the up. The difference is that I'm, A, not ready to put the entire league in the tournament. I wasn't either. Yeah, I've always been an ACC hater. You're you're an ACC stan. I'm a Pac-12 And, B, they finally actually did some things that, like, make it seem like uh, they're probably going to make the tournament. Three three quality teams here that I think are, are sitting pretty um, – Notre Dame, Wake Forest, UNC all got uh, all got key wins yesterday. Um, yesterday, I say, I mean Saturday, and have had good weeks. Now, to be fair, the other side of that, Notre Dame beating Georgia Tech, that is only a game that could hurt you. Like if you if you lose that game, you're fucked. Winning that game really doesn't help you, but not losing it, in essence, helps you. Uh, North Carolina beating NC State, another one where a win doesn't really move the needle, but it is a game that if you were to, if you would have lost, that's that's irrecoverable. But you throw out the record books when those two teams meet. Yeah, apparently. Although, when was the last time NC State beat Carolina? It's been a while. It's been and a while. I, I was basically – I had like a Raleigh, North Carolina person just overtake my mouth there and say that. Yeah. That, you got that You got that evil out of you? Yeah, exactly. And, and Wake Forest, uh, another team that – I don't know if they're a bubble team, but like I feel like you, they just keep winning, so I think they're secure in the tournament now. Uh, the other bubble team that did take a that did take a loss, and I think we could probably fork. I guess I, I don't really know. Um, is Miami? Miami lost, so I don't know where they're sitting. But I do think the ACC, uh, those bubble teams had a nice had a nice little run, um, and, and we'll see if we'll see if some of those groups can keep it going. Now Notre Dame, we've talked about, they don't play anybody basically the rest of their season. They have they they're in like an easy ass stretch where they don't really play. They already played Duke. They already played Carolina. I think they already played Wake. Like they play kind of some garbage teams the rest of the way. Wake Forest, I'm not sure. They lost to Duke, I know, and, and Carolina's obviously got Duke coming up. So the opportunities like are kind of out of the way for a lot of these teams. So they really need to avoid bad losses. Uh, I don't know. It seems like the committee will probably put them in just because there's probably an ACC bias, but also you know these teams have piled up good enough wins. Like if you just look at the raw win number. They're basically like high level. They're mid major teams playing in the ACC, so they're gonna they're gonna put them in. Yep. Now, I, you think Miami's forked? Is that what you're telling me? I don't know. I I, 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 I assume I they're a bubble team, and they lost yesterday. Yeah, so I, I guess they're well, probably trending in the wrong direction. Now, I think you know that I rely mostly on Joey Brackets for my bubble watch. Yeah, he's a good one to rely on. He's usually good at that yeah. stuff. They're not in the last four buys. They're not in the last four in. They're like a number nine seed. Are they really? They're that sitting was, that good, huh? That was as of Friday. And granted, yeah, since then, they lost to Virginia Tech by one. Um, you'd rather win that game than lose that game. But it's not, it's not like losing to Pittsburgh. Like, I mean, who, who loses Pittsburgh? Yeah, who does that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not tournament um, quality team. I, I, don't, I don't think they're as out, or as out of it as, or as close to being as out of it as you think they are. Yeah, maybe not. Which blows my mind because Miami is 60th in the net. They are behind Towson, Washington State, Oklahoma State, VCU, UAB, Mississippi State, Oklahoma, 
These are not teams that consider tournament quality teams, and yet somehow Miami is safely in the field. I don't really know why. I don't did, know. Did that what... tech loss push them back that much? I don't think so. I mean, they're they're just like their you, record you is. Yeah. They're twenty and nine. They're, I guess they're four and one in quad one, seven and three in quad three. Gross. Four and five. I just don't know what good teams they've beaten. I mean, they they beat Duke. That's their. That was their one win. Yeah, and like yeah. other than that. They did nothing in their non-con. I, now, I don't know. Whatever. Does, but if does, in, does, in. Does, does a net factor in margin of victory? I think it does. Yeah, it probably does. So because I mean, they've got a twenty-eight draws. point win against North Carolina. Um, twenty. That's Pittsburgh. I guess that's about the one. And I suppose I only know because I had to witness that game. But yeah, they don't really have a large margin of victory either. To be honest, they have a couple no. in there, but like one against they have a win against Pittsburgh by twenty-one too, but. Most teams do that. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess the Canes. Put the Canes in. Yeah. They're trending up because you just trended them down. So Yeah. Congrats. All right. What do I know? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, wait. What? You just said trending up? Yeah. Okay. I got my trending up. Um, what, I had – I have a couple. All right. I, I got some trending ups. I got one that is actually dependent on this week. So – I'm really just like going to the next level with this. All right. Galaxy but, brain. 40 chess. Yes, yes. But USC is 24 and 4, 25 and 4. And they play Arizona at home on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. And on the road against UCLA on Saturday. Now, I'm saying this if they get one of those wins, they're trending up in my book. A regular season of 20, 26 and 5. And five you know, and like, I expect them to like take a take a little bit of a backward step this year after losing Evan Mobley, but they've actually been very good this year. They've got wins against UCLA. Um, that's really the only win, but I like them, so they're trending up. Sounds good. They got a nice yeah. win over Oregon the other night uh, as well, and yeah, you're right. They're a team that's going to finish like second in the conference or third in the conference, and uh, it was a team that I think when we we were going back and looking through our in our in our preseason stuff. We liked USC. We thought they would be fine, right? Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, hey, if, if one of these guys can take the next step, you know, they have a bunch of guys coming back. If, if a couple of these guys can collectively take small baby steps forward, it's a team that can compete and, and be good. Um, but, yeah, 26-5, and five, assuming they split. I mean, 24 wins at this point in the season, uh, that's that's awesome. And it, there's been a lot of information coming out lately, like they're, they're – like on that list of like when t- when people do like the who's got the most wins in the last five years out of a power conference or something, like USC's way up there. And it's like you just don't – I don't think USC, when I think of winningest teams in the last like five years or whatever, they've just – they've been really good. And uh, somehow they fly under the radar, you know, being a, being in USC somehow. But, yeah, good, good, good trending up there. Okay. Thank you very much. And I have one more here. My trending up is fighting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, since, the last time we, since the last time we potted, Biggs, um, Juwan Howard, obviously the uh, open-handed punch against uh, a Wisconsin assistant. And then I was at this other game, Biggs. I, I don't know if I told you that. The NDSU Oral Roberts game a couple Thursdays ago Ooh. where uh, there's a kerfuffle in the handshake line. And it actually leads into my massive person of the week. Um Oral Roberts has this guy named Elijah Lufle, Lufile. It's L-U-F-I-L-E. And he was 
towards like the end of this kerfuffle, he was like the one really going after some NDSU players. Ooh. And he ended up like a bloody lip and stuff. It, like his teammates had to tackle him to the ground. Um, six seven two eighty, not small. This dude is massive. Like, and the, my friend I was there with, he points him out, and I and I, I had to tell him like I had to ask him if he's still listening to the show, which he has not. Um, what a bad friend. So right? he's not probably your friend anymore then. Right, exactly. But I told him about this new segment of Massive Man of the Week and how Elijah was going to be that. So, Massive Man of the Week, Elijah Lufili. Luf- I'm just trying to come up with as many pronunciations as I can. I'm curious if, like, what, what's what's his, like, statistical profile look like? Is he, is he like, a double-figure scorer? Does he start? Is he, like, a key guy? I mean, I think Max, he's Aceman, a- Max Aceman and friends, but is it Max Aceman, Elijah Lufili, and, and, and friends, or is he stuck? He's averaging, it looks like, what, 7.8 points per game. Okay. It's not terrible. So he's a guy. He plays. He's probably started a few. I don't think he started any games this year. Looking Good at solid bio. bench piece, huh? Right. But he's – I mean, the mo- most important thing about him is he's massive. He is massive. He's not small. Yeah. And we'll see. Maybe he can come up massive uh, when the conference tournament starts in the summer. That starts next week, I believe. Yeah. And we'll get into some of those conference tournaments here later on the show, Biggs. Fantastic. Yes. All right, who do you got? Let's see, what do we have left? Trending down? Is that it? I got some do trending have- downs. I got one more Forkinum team, I think. Okay. That, uh, that, and then and then we can get into some trending downs. Okay, um, I'm always down for some Forkin. The last Forked team, I think, is a team that when I was looking yesterday at just kind of what the bubble picture looks like, they were on Joey Brackett's last, uh, their first four out list. So uh, he had he's probably updated it since, but this was, I think, a couple days old. Um, and this team will not favor well when the new update comes out, and that is the Dayton Flyers, uh, a team that I think you could have before yesterday made a case. Now, they have some some really atrocious losses. They have like three quad four losses that all came in the span of like five days in early November. Remember, they beat they beat Kansas. They were in a tournament where they knocked out Kansas. They and, ruined our dream matchup of Kansas versus Bama, I want to say. That sounds right. And yes. they beat Kansas, and that was coming out of like a. It was like, what do we make of Dayton? Because all they've they've got these weird, disgusting losses to like just horrendous teams, and now they've beaten Kansas. They beat somebody else. I think they beat Iona, maybe. I don't remember who else they beat, but they they put together some good wins. So you're like, this is the most Jekyll and Hyde resume. They had a five game stretch, Biggs, where they lose consecutive games to UMass Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P. There you go. Beat Miami and Kansas. That's a five game. They beat Miami by like twenty too, didn't they? Didn't they crush Miami? Yeah. So you know they've been they've been very Jekyll and Hyde going into yesterday Saturday they would would have been twenty and eight. If if you if you want to cherry pick and take away those three ridiculous losses really early in the year, clearly it's a team that evolves over the season, and, and that can be. You know, a potential argument, probably not a great one, but an argument. Twelve and four in the A10, a good record, or twelve and three in the A10 going into yesterday, um, and they lost to the LaSalle Explorers. The LaSalle Explorers are three and thirteen on the season, or three and thirteen in conference play, eight and eighteen on the season. Uh, that is another, I believe, quad three or quad four loss. Let me look this up because our last show, I was really getting into the quads. So okay. you, you can get, get into that. Let me know where LaSalle sits. Because that's a that I think that's a crushing loss for them. I think they are now. I think if they had any sort of bubble resume, I think that bubble resume is dead. Losing to LaSalle is is a is a really rough loss. So I think they're going to have to win the A10 tourney now. Okay, and so Dayton, 
Huh? Dayton is two and two quad one, five and three quad two, four and one quad three, quad four. They're nine and three. From what I've heard, it's tough to get in the tournament with that many quad four losses. Yep. And they and, and all three of those came right at the early season, like early yeah. week of the season. So like maybe you could maybe the committee would say, well, teams evolve over time. Like obviously that team in November is a completely different team now. And it's not like they're not sprinkled in throughout the course of the season. It's not a team that consistently gets tripped up by quad four teams. There's just one random week where, I don't know, something happened. Uh, they're all freshmen and sophomores. Um, but a quad three loss to LaSalle, which is what I'm assuming that was, I think maybe puts uh, them in the coffin a little bit. I'm not entirely sure. Um, LaSalle is 236 in the net. That's um, not that's not good. 236. You can't be yeah. losing to a team like that. So now, I only know the quad one is it's a top 30 matchup at home, top 50 on the road to top 75 or top 50 on neutral, top 75 on um, the road. The road. Now I don't know what quad four is. Pro- quad three is probably in the 150 to 200 something range. So okay, yeah. I'm going to assume, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm safe to say 236. You're not sitting in quad two. Yeah. So. I think that I think that kills the Flyers. So they've got to go probably into the A10 tournament and probably win that thing. No, they could do it. You know, the A10 has got it's really jumbled. You've got Davidson's got 24 wins, 14 and two in the conference. And then you've got VCU, Dayton, St. Bonaventure, Richmond, and St. Louis, all with 19 or 20 wins on the year all with 10 to 13 wins in the league. So I think the A-10 tournament could be really entertaining. Uh, that one does start later for a, for a mid-major league. That one wraps up, I want to say, the Sunday of Selection Sunday. So that's one to watch that, that probably people won't watch a ton of just because it's an under-the-radar one. But there's a lot of good quality teams that aren't that aren't running away from each other in that in that tournament. So, yep. But I think, they're, I think they're at large is dead. Okay. I like it. All right, what do I have left? Is it trending down? Are we trending down? You can do trending down. You can do forking them. I don't know. Right. We just kind of we just kind of go all over. Yeah, I just got one more, and uh, this is really the topical section of this podcast. Um, trending down is being in the top ten bigs. Now, you know, I did think about this as I was preparing for this, but it's sort of an anomaly that all seven of these games that I'm about to say are on the road. How crazy is that? Like. People schedule in these, it's like they knew that these teams would be top 10. They're like, let's put all of them on the road. That way, there's a better chance at a storyline to put a graphic on ESPN. But number one, Gonzaga falls to St. Mary's. Arizona, number two, falls to Colorado. Number three, Auburn falls to Tennessee. Four, Purdue falls to Michigan State. Five, Kansas falls to Baylor. Six, Kentucky falls to Arkansas. And number nine, Texas Tech falls to TCU. Which one do you think is the most? What, what, what's the worst one in there? Do you think it? I think it's either one or two, either Gonzaga or Arizona. One of those two losses. I think you're burying the lead here, and I, I think the other way to frame this is that one top nine team from Saturday. One. Don't do this! Don't do this! And I just listen to Titus. I think it's listen to Titus and you're unwilling to acknowledge that the. One I just listen. I just listen to Titus and Tate, and uh, did, do you think they're going to be number one this on Monday tomorrow? No. So a team that just lost is going to be number one then, is what you're telling me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. It is. 
Why, why aren't you acknowledging, though, that Duke ended up winning? The only <laughs> top nine team that won. I I forgot about it, apparently. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was going to ask you, maybe, like, big picture. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of the individual games. Like, I guess I'm not really surprised by any of them. Probably the most surprised by Gonzaga, but we, we say this. We're consistent with this. The only game that really – Gonzaga is due for one of these a year, and it's usually St. Mary's because that's the only team that can effectively – the style contrasts enough where you can effectively slow them down, keep the game in the 50s or 60s. They do it once a year, and this was the one game. And the bigs don't, like, blow their wad in the first 10 minutes and, like, run out of gas. Like, that's what happens. Like, San Francisco hung tough with Gonzaga for the first 10 minutes, first maybe first half, both times they played them this year. Problem is they run out of juice. Uh, same thing with BYU. Like, they hang tough for a couple minutes, and then they, they blow their wad early trying to keep up. And St. Mary's is the one team that was able to dictate tempo. And they do it once a year. I, I'm fully, I'm fully ready for when Gonzaga plays St. Mary's a week from Saturday, like when, next Saturday or next Tuesday or whatever it is when they play in the WCC tournament final. Gonzaga will win by 15. Um, but this was the one. It does. It doesn't shock me. Auburn losing doesn't shock me. Kentucky losing at Arkansas doesn't really shock me. Uh, you know, Baylor beating Kansas. The way Kansas started that game is like, whoa! I thought Kansas was going to run them out of the gym, um, and Baylor gutted out a really nice win. I don't know. None of those games really surprised me. And, and maybe the big, bigger picture talker there is, is this a sign of things to come? Is this as is this a sign of things to come, like in the tournament where all these teams are vulnerable and could we have mass chaos? Or mm-hmm. is, it the, is, it a, is it not a coincidence that all these losses are on the road and you get these teams on neutral floors and the cream will rise at the top? What, what do you think? I think it's... I think we could have a final four where it's a like a two, a four, a five, and a seven seed. You know what I mean? I could see a tournament like that because there's not the two teams separating themselves from the rest like we had last year. There's you know a top sixteen or so that you could see those teams making a run and making the final four. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this when when the when the sixteen team bracket reveal came out, and I was just kind of like before. How before close I were we seen, on that, by the way? How, how um, close were we on, on that? I, I don't know actually. I, to be I, honest, I, I don't. I don't remember. I feel like we were, we probably had like fourteen or fifteen of them, right? Let's just say we were right. So Let's just say we were like fifteen I, out of sixteen or sixteen out of sixteen. Like that's we're pretty good. Smart. Yeah. Um, but like before the actual seedings came out, I was just kind of thinking to myself like. Um, God, here's some some sweet sixteen elite eight matchups that I would just love to see, and and in my head I'm I'm think, I'm looking at it like thinking, well these are all teams in the top sixteen. Of course they're not all going to get to get to the sweet sixteen elite eight. Like, so what are some matchups from some of those teams that aren't going to be ranked that high? Because there's obviously yesterday showed us these teams can lose. These teams are vulnerable. Teams are are upsettable, and I I think that makes for I I'm worried. And excited simultaneously because I think that makes for fascinating first and second rounds. Uh, but we might have to prepare for potentially, I guess, um, some underwhelming Sweet 16 Elite Eight Final Four fields. You know what I mean? Like, you want upsets, but you don't want too many upsets. Exactly. You don't want to see a 13 versus 5 Elite Eight matchup. You don't. No, because eventually the clock's going to strike midnight on one of those teams in the Final Four and we get... You know, the Loyola Chicago Final Four run was awesome, but that Final Four game against Michigan was was not a good game. No. You know, and, and so it's like we, we love seeing those upsets for a while. They're super fun in the moment. You maybe want to see a couple. 
but we don't want too many of them. So I don't know. But it does seem like, I mean, who knows? These top teams are all, they're all flawed. All right. You have any more uh, from this segment? Any turning up, down, forks? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I had Iowa and the Mountain West as trending up teams. I think the our teams. I think the Mountain West is trending up in terms of we're. I think we're going to get four bids out of the Mountain West. Okay. Colorado State uh, knocked out Wyoming on Wednesday. That was pretty How's awesome. Wyoming been doing? We 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 uh, looked at them like a month ago. We're like, are they flying a little high? How how, how have they been since then? They're they're legit. I think they're sitting okay. at. Are they sitting in first in the Mountain West? I'm looking right now at some league standings. Mountain West, right now, your top four seeds. Wyoming is twelve and three in the league. They're twenty three and five on the year. So, yeah, they're very good. Boise State's fourteen and two. They're twenty three and six. Colorado State thirteen and four. They're twenty three and four. The team on the bubble uh, is San Diego State, and I believe San Diego State just beat somebody. They might have just lost to Wyoming, but I think they just beat somebody too. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Mountain – they just lost to Boise State, but prior to that they'd been rolling. I, I think you're going to have maybe four teams. San Diego State's the last one um, on the bubble, but I, I think I think the Mountain West could get four teams. So that excites me. All right, um, let's see. I just had a couple more games I had sort of noted down here. Um, Thursday, Ohio State beat Illinois. Um, we haven't really talked about the Big Ten at all on this. How uh, – How's that Big Ten media machine doing? Is there? I know like Purdue and uh, Illinois are probably like the uh, the two main ones that you could think could make some sort of deep turning run. Can you see like an Ohio State or Michigan State or anyone else? I don't know. I mean, Ohio State beat Illinois, but then they just lost to Maryland on Sunday, so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's not ideal. And they just got crushed by Iowa here the other day too. So Iowa State said like a weird. Big wins and some head-scratching losses. Yep. You know, uh, Illinois is, I think, good, but also I think a team that, like, people – it's like no matter how many times they lose, I feel like the the national rhetoric around Illinois is just – they're good still. It's like, but how many more times are they going to lose before we're just like, I don't know, maybe this team isn't, like, that good. I don't know. I feel like they're, they're kind of an overrated – I think they're better in theory than they actually are on the floor. Because, I mean, you watch them for stretches where it's like – You've got these these guards that are all just like water bog who can shoot, get to the paint, do a lot of good things. You've got a big guy who who at times just looks like Shaq out there dominating, and and then you look in at other times and it's like, why are you twenty and nine? You know, so I, I don't know. I could see them. They're they're truly one of those teams that I could see being a problem for for anybody to match up with, but also I could see them losing early. Just mm-hmm. you know, they're they're kind of inconsistent and. Um, I do think I think the bigger thing coming out of the Big Ten is like some of these bubble teams that had been building bubble profiles, Michigan uh, and Rutgers have, have it seems like they've used up all of their uh, their magic getting back to the bubble. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers has hit hit a bit of a hit, hit a bit of a lull now after a couple of massive wins. I think they've lost three games in a row. Well, just looking at the last four buys on Lenardi's, you see two teams: Rutgers and Michigan from the Big Ten, who you just mentioned. You also see in the last four in, you see Indiana too. Yeah, and Indiana's in a dogfight right now. They're up ten on Minnesota late in the game, but like Indiana's, they're they're hanging on for dear life probably. But I but I think all three of those bubble teams are just I don't know they're not sitting great. And and part of that is probably just because the league schedule is just there's no they just they always play good teams, but. I don't know what to make of it. I think Rutgers might have run out of juice using up all their using up all their wins over some of those big teams right in a right in a row. 
mm-hmm. seems like now they've, this is maybe the water finds its level segment where it's just big 10 bubble teams. Seems like water's finding its level a little bit with some of these groups. Okay. How about Michigan state though? Knocking out Purdue. Is O magic a day early? Oh my God. He, he can't blow his load too, too quickly here. To February 26. Uh, Izzo oh, not know that March is two days away? Um, another team I just, I just noticed here, um, Providence. You know, we've talked about how they're sort of – are they still number one in the lock factor? Let's let's check that out. I don't know, but I know they're number one in the uh, the Big East standings. They won the Big East. They won it yesterday. They clinched they, it with are, a win over Creighton. Are they in the one seed? They are. Okay, they're number one in the lock factor. They won the Big East. But, I mean, we got we got to start giving this team some more respect. They are – 24 and 3. 24 and 3. Think about that. Losses against Marquette, Villanova, and Virginia. And 24 and 3. And 24 and 3. I I love it because, I mean, think about, all right. If we were to do a Big East all-conference first team. Okay. Is there a Providence guy on that team? Let's pull up the stats here. Nate Nate Watson, who is massive, by the way. I'm not sure if I've told this before. Um, probably not. Like Nate Watson's the closest, but like he's got 14 points. But if you have like a big man on on like all conference, it's usually like a double double guy. But he's only. Yeah, like, I actually five, think the closest guy to the all conference probably be Bynum. You think so? I don't. I don't points, know. Like he seems to be like the most clutch. Yeah. But like his numbers are like 11 points a game or something, right? It's, it doesn't jump off the page at you. Yeah. No, they've got they got like a good starting five here. They got got a couple bench guys here. Um. They're not quite Florida Stady because they do have someone who averages more than like 10 points per game. They have four of them, in fact. But this is a good team to keep an eye on. They could be like a, I don't know, three seed, two seed maybe, depending on, on how that Big East tournament goes. Yeah, they are 39th in Ken Palm. Ken Palm just does not – he hates Providence. He will not respect them. What happens if they beat Villanova? They play this Tuesday on the road. What happens if they beat Villanova? That's a Tuesday tilt. Awesome. Nova's yes. Nova's twelfth in Ken Palm right now. UCLA somehow ten. Does Ken Palm literally only care about sizzle? Does he care about wins or just sizzle? Do you look just cool? Sizzle. You know, he just wants teams to look cool. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> we've we've cracked the code. What does Ken Palm look like? Do you know? I have no clue. Yeah, I mean, he looks he looks like a guy that would work at like an office. Does he look like he has sizzle? This is okay. This is about what I expected an analytics nerd to look like. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> you put it. That's well put. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. Providence. I mean, it's awesome. They they won the Big East. I mean, where did we? I'm trying to go back and think to my head like where we had, you know, Big East rankings. I know for sure we said it's Villanova's league and everybody else is just kind of playing catch up. So that was wrong. I think I had Connecticut up there. I was higher on the Hall. I was higher on St. John's. Higher on Xavier, uh, I think at best, I think I would have had Providence probably in like the sixth Tier or seventh two. in the league. Yeah, they win the thing. They're gonna be number one. Let's revisit. I'm gonna pull up the standings for the Power Six here. And where do did, where did we have each of the top teams? So ACC, I think we did have Duke number one. Right yeah. Here, so. Big Twelve. Did we have Kansas number one? Probably. Yes. Um, but yeah, biggest you just mentioned. We had Villanova, um, who we were close. They're number two, but like you just said, Providence was like number six. Um, big Ten. This is a big one here. We were probably battling between Michigan and Purdue for number one, right? 
Yeah, that's probably about that's probably true. Or We're Illinois, one, maybe. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Michigan's eighth. Purdue is second. And I think we can both agree, both you and I, um, 100% in lockstep. Wisconsin, who is number one, we probably both said was not a tournament team and was like, you know, 12th or 13th in the league. Yeah, that sounds that sounds uh, that sounds right. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> I'm trying to find Wisconsin. Does Ken Palm also hate the Badgers? Let's see. Pac-12. He's Arizona's number one. We probably had Arizona like fourth or fifth. I specifically remember that that episode. I remember I was not feeling all that well, but I specifically remember saying about Arizona. Eh, I don't know. I'm just kind of underwhelmed. I'm not all that excited about it. I don't really know what to make of Arizona, and they don't really do much for me. I remember saying something to that effect, just really being super dismissive. (laughs) And here they are, just kicking ass. I thought Oregon would be amazing, though. I thought they were going to be way better. They're fourth. UCLA's third. We probably would have been debating those two. I can take take solace in that. We were both, I think, at least – not like sheep and just assuming UCLA was going to be amazing. We were we were asking the we, right questions. We were. And I, think we did, I think that's played out. We did state the possibility that we would look back at about this time and say, "Ah, eh, last year's run might have been a fluke." We were and they've just that. been kind of I don't know, like kind of disappointing. And I think that's safe to say. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Now, and one, let's, one, let's one more yeah, one more conference. Uh, SEC Auburn's number one. We probably would have had them about fifth, fifth or sixth. Yeah, um, and we probably would have been battling between Arkansas and Alabama, and maybe Kentucky for number one in the preseason. I was lower on Bama. I said like fifth for Bama, but I I think I had Arkansas and Kentucky. Yeah, so it's fun to look back on this stuff. But anyways, I we, we, we need to be accountable and and like we need to you know recognize where we are. Maybe we have some blind spots and stuff, but also recognize where we excel, which is a lot of things, most places. Yeah, yes. and let's not focus on the areas where we have blind spots because yeah. why would we want to do that? Don't look back on the past. Look forward to the present and the future. Exactly. Yeah. But also look back on the past when you're right. Exactly. All right, go on. Uh, circling back on Wisconsin, all year the rhetoric around Providence has been luck. They're just lucky. All they do, they always win these close games. They don't do anything special in the metrics and they just keep winning because they're ranking number one in luck. Wisconsin, flying under the radar here, sneaky, fifth in luck. Oh. The Ken Palm rating, they are number five in luck. And I believe they have won like 13 games in a row, decided by like five points or less. Every single game Wisconsin plays uh, comes down to the wire, and they seem to win every single one of those games. Um, it is It is kind of amazing. Um, it's a team that has has long played this kind of style. They're very Virginia-like in that they play at a slow tempo. Uh, they execute offensively. They don't wow you in that area, but they execute on that end really well. They play really good defense. They're always finding themselves in these types of games. And it seems like the ball has just consistently been bouncing their way all year. And and this is a thing I heard on another podcast where where, where people are always questioning like, what do you make? Is it just a small sample size and are things going to level off? And it's like, well, you know, season's 35 games. By in nature, that is a small sample size. That's not a big sample. It doesn't have to level off. They can stay lucky and continue to win. I mean, the NCAA tournament is is a small sample size. It, it's, it is at most six games. You know, So, I mean, if you can stay lucky for three, four games, find yourself in the final four all of a sudden, 
But it's interesting that nobody seems to want to talk about that with Wisconsin. Uh, and the reason is because they have Johnny Davis, who is a who's a flashy NBA pick that everyone gets excited about, where Providence has Jared Bynum. I did. Uh, I did just look up the luck factor um, definition. Now I come to this uh, paragraph that says, "What do all the columns mean?" Question mark. He goes, "The new ones are consistency and luck. The easiest one to understand is luck, which is the deviation in winning percentage between a team's actual record and their expected record using the correlated Gaussian method." Now we all know what that is, right? We don't have to of explain that. Yeah. The luck factor has nothing to do with the rating calculation, but a team that is very lucky, parentheses positive numbers, will tend to be rated lower by my system than their record would suggest. Does that sound like Wisconsin? Sure does. Sounds exactly like Providence, too. Yep. Okay. So that's where the luck factor is. Um, And got to love that correlated Gaussian method. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag math. I'm going to have to go talk to the math teachers tomorrow and see uh, see if we can put our heads together and figure out what that is. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to, do you have anything else to talk about before we get into what everyone likes to talk about, about our podcast? Uh, let me see here going just through my notes. I have a sad, uh, we we talking about big East and, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention how Xavier is a team that's trending down. Uh, that's a team that, that, that we, that we really liked early in the year. They look really good. And this has happened now a couple years in a row with their coach. Uh, they, they fall apart late in the season and it seems like that's happening again. I think they're still going to make the tournament, but boy, I think they're 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 not they're, they can't go in feeling real good about themselves right now. Uh, a team that was trending up and now simultaneously was trending up and is also now trending down slash maybe forked is Creighton, a team yeah. that had won six games in a row, crushed by Providence last night, and I don't think it's a uh, coincidence that it is the first game that they played without super freshman uh, Ryan Nemhard, their point guard. Um, it's a team that struggles to. to to take care of the ball because they got a lot of freshmen anyway, and now they're down their starting point guard, so that's a huge bummer. And last night against Providence, uh, they had four assists. So I feel like they are they had won six games in a row, trending up, probably on the tournament tournament picture, probably in the tournament. And now it's like this sucks. It happens every year to these teams that are like looking really good and like they have this identity, and then like just a super integral player gets hurt and. Now you're fucked. You know you're you're you've you've spent the entire season cultivating what your team is going to be, um, and now they've got to reboot on the fly, and they've got a bunch of young guys, and it's just really hard to replace a point guard. You know, it's easy to replace a, a big man. It's easy to replace a, a wing because you usually have multiples of those. Big man's out. Okay, we'll just play really small. We'll we'll downsize the role of our our backup big to just set picks, and hopefully we can figure it out. Point guard is just it's it's really hard to replace that guy. Mm-hmm. Makes me sad. Uh, and then the, the other bubble team that I wanted to mention, and I, I just don't understand why they are looked at as in like the four out category where the team that they've crushed twice this year is in, and that's SMU. They lost today to Houston. But uh, didn't you fork them a couple weeks? I believe you forked them. I, I said they were trending down. They were trending oh, up okay. here, I think, last week. They blew out Memphis last Sunday. Um uh, and they beat Tulsa earlier in the week to, to really get – they're up to like 20 and 6. Lost to Houston today, so I, I, I don't know. They're in danger. I think they're they're on the cut line. They're like in the first four out category. And, and I don't really understand it, but somehow Memphis is like in. Again, I, I'm struggling with this because it's a team that I think could be really interesting to watch in the tournament, Memphis. But who the hell is Memphis beat 
is it literally just that they're Memphis? Is that like the thing? Because I'm just I'm they have I'm it's the NBA NBAification. Yeah, it's just they have NBA. I don't understand guys. it? Yeah, it frustrates me. But I also think Memphis could be a team that I would love to see in the tournament because I do think they've figured some things out. And by figured some things out, I mean DeAndre Williams is playing and Amani Bates is not. Yeah, so actually, I think they, they're legit. They could be a team that plays in one of those first four games and makes a second weekend or more. Yeah, because their their defense is amazing, and they're just going to ugly a game up and and make life absolute hell for someone. Yeah. All right, let's get into scrolling now. I'm going to start off with some of these uh, uh, conference tournaments that are starting up in the next few days here. And I'm, I just pulled up the first one here, and it's the ASUN Conference. It starts, uh, goes March 1st, 3rd, 5th, and 8th. But I'm going to go through some of the good nicknames in this conference because you know, these one-bid leagues are where we get some of the best nicknames, okay? Now, there's the Li- Li- Liberty, Liberty Flames. They have uh, a literal personification of a flame in... In uh, in Darius McGee, that dude is a stud. Is it? You don't so know who that, Darius McGee is? Yeah, I've heard the name. I've heard the name. He's been dropping no. like forty a game on people like all and, year. And looks like they are probably like the two seed in the tournament. Um, the other team, Jacksonville State Gamecocks, is the number one seed. Um, we've got Kennesaw State Owls, North Florida Ospreys. Who? North Florida Ospreys or Kennesaw? Ken- is that? Is that the sound they make? Or owls? Oh my gosh! No, I hate you. Kind of, isn't an osprey kind I, of an owl too? I, I feel like it is. Yeah. Who? <laughs> they play each have, other. They're just going to keep saying who back and forth. <laughs> we we have the Stetson Hatters. <laughs> what's a hatter? Is it? What, what's there's, there's a movie where there's a character called Mad Hatter. What's yeah, that? isn't that Alice in Wonderland? The Mad yeah. Hatter. Is it Alice in Wonderland? You might be right. Um. That's about the extent of the really good ones there. No, hold on. The Lipscomb Bisons? Oh, it is the Bisons. Yeah, it's the Bisons. It's plural. It's not just one. Stand aside, NDSU. We have more of them. Yeah, like you can't stop the herd, (laughs) you know? Do you have some more in there? No, I I think Liberty would be the most fun team to see in the tournament, though, just because, you know, Darius McGee can go for 45. That would be, be a lot of fun to see. He's really good. Uh, Big South starts March 2nd and goes through the 4th through the 6th also. Um, shout out to the Iron College Basketball Podcast because they have the Camel Fighting Camels. How about the Longwood Lancers? That's just uh, – that. those jokes right itself. <laughs> uh, Radford Highlanders. Presbyterian Blue Hose. It's not. It's not hoes like. Uh, no, it's not. It's not the fun. It, it, it's hose. not the promiscuous, promiscuous females. It's like the thing that goes that you spray water out of. Yeah, Presbyterian blue hose. But it's a blue one. Hose. You might want to get that checked out. Ah <laughs> uh, shit, we have too much fun here. Uh, let's see. Horizon League starts on the first. Also, ooh, sign me up for that. That should be a yeah. good, that should be a good tournament. Purdue, Fort Wayne, Mastodons. The Norse. The Northern Kentucky Norse, yes. <laughs> the Penguins. Youngstown State, the Penguins. How we come up, how we come up with that with the Youngstown State Penguins? Penguins are vicious, I think. Maybe not. Are they really? I have no idea. You know what are vis- vicious are uh, Canada geese. Oh, you, yeah, for sure. And they think you, they own the road. It's, a, it's you absurd. Go, you go on the golf course with Canada geese on them. Like, if there's a ball by it, you just leave them. 
Well, how dare you infringe on their territory? Exactly. Um, let's see. We got, we've got the Missouri Valley. We've got the uh, Loyola Chicago Ramblers. We've talked about them. Um, Southern Illinois Salukis. What's a Saluki? I think it's like an Indian or something, Isn't like it? a native of some sort. Okay. I could be wrong, though. Okay. Probably not, though. Evansville Purple Aces. Yeah. Let's see what else. We have Ohio Valley, March 2nd to the 5th. Well, I think the Missouri Valley could be a, a really good yeah. tournament as well. Let's talk Somal, about this one. Somal Loyola Chicago is fourth in that league. That's uh, – oh, yeah, Missouri Valley, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Cause... Drake, Missouri State, and Northern Iowa. All four of those teams, I think, could be – like that league's going to give you, I think, some really good – like, Check out league? like Friday and Saturday, the, the semifinals. Or maybe the, the – I think the final is Sunday, right? Uh, Ohio – Oh, Missouri Valley, sorry. Uh, third through the sixth, so that's Thursday through Monday. Sa- Sunday. Yeah. So, like, Saturday and Sunday, you get some semifinal games and, like, the final. Like, there's some potentially really fun matchups in there between those teams. And then, and like, is this a one-bid league? So, I mean, if – I don't know. Loyola Chicago is on the bubble somehow. Okay. So, so I, I there could be a bid steal here. There could be Loyola still fighting for their lives sort of thing going on. Well, I think if Loyola gets to the championship and loses, they they're probably in. So you could be you could this could be a, a multi bid league, I think. Okay. And you know, you were out on Drake early in the year and now they're they're twenty two and nine. Well, Sneaky his music good. just isn't as good anymore. It's true. Nobody's is. It's all that all that all that crap, uh uh the baby. Well, no, the stuff that like the and it's not little music. baby, there's probably a big baby too. Probably they're all big babies. That's the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> Um, let's see. We've got Ohio Valley. We got your racers, Biggs. The Murray State Racers. You're fighting yeah. John Morans. Um, Belmont, they could be a bid stealer. I know you wrote them off here, but they're Yeah, that'll be that'll be Saturday night. That'll be Saturday night if you if you don't want to watch some of those power six conference matchups because I don't know, it's all we ever watch. Maybe watch some of these smaller school teams that are that are actually really, really good. Uh we could potentially get a Murray State Belmont final and and those games have been Fantastic in the past. I mean, three, two years ago before COVID took out the tournament, the one of the most fun games to watch all year was uh, the Belmont-Murray State game, and Belmont knocked them out on like a last-second layup or something. Those two teams generally deliver really good games. That's why it's been such a disappointing thing here. I mean, Thursday night, that was like prime. There were like four games on on Thursday night, and Belmont-Murray State was the one that I wanted to watch. and I, I had to turn it probably halfway through the first half because it was like an 18-point game already. So maybe Belmont can hang tough with them. Yeah, but Murray State, they're undefeated in conference. You probably said that earlier. I just missed it. They're, they're rolling. They're really, yeah. really good. I mean, they're yeah. just fantastic. They've got, you know, Tevin Brown is one of the best wings. He's like a four-year starter for them. They've got mm-hmm. another big physical wing who's like, they're, they, the way they, they're just, they're built, they're big, they're fast. I mean, they should probably be like a six seed. Yeah, very well could be. And then, uh, let's see, we got the Patriot League. That starts the first, um, you know, the top team, Colgate, um, you know, dentist jokes, all that. More of stuff. a crest guy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will be crestfallen if uh, if Colgate wins the tournament. <laughs> oh dear God! Uh, let's see. Nice yeah. campus, I'll be honest. Nice, nice campus. I worked out at their gym once. So where, where are they? Where, where's that at? Uh, upstate New York. Okay. Wait, work out like what day was it? Chess. It was a it was a Saturday, so I did a little bit of everything. It was kind of like a full body, just kind of like let's get Dear after God. it. God, holy shit, you're massive. Lifted legs today, so 
I heard. That's a mistake. Um, we've got Loyola Greyhounds. We've got Lafayette Leopards. Mm. Bucknell Bison, just one of them. They're not as intimidated. intimidated. The Crusaders. The Leopards. The Holy Cross Crusaders, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I kind of like uh, I kind of like the Terriers still. Boston Terriers just gets me. That just that's that's tickles my fancy. Oh. Uh, let's see. Summit. Um, they're they're later in the week. I did just want to say though, South Dakota Jack- State Jackrabbits. They're another undefeated conference team. And they're phenomenal. Team. Yeah, and uh, they their best player, at least in my eyes, is that Baylor Shireman uh, shooting guard. He's got a little Kirk Creasa swagger to him. He's got like the headband over sloppy blonde hair. He's Does like six. Sense? He's like a six seven point guard. Yeah, he and he can score from the perimeter. He's got like a little uh, back to the basket post up turnaround game. Old man game. Yeah, so he's a good player to watch out for. And remains to be seen where South Dakota State they're probably like a twelve to thirteen seed, but watch out for them come tournament time. If they make that's, it. that's another team it. though that it's like can we just not. You know, I know we're, we're Bison guys, but like, God, can South Dakota State not choke in the tournament? Because they ha- they do a lot. That's mid-major teams. And they never get to the tournament. Yeah. I believe last year they were the one seed and they lost in the first round to the eight. Yeah. I feel like they've done that when they had Mike Don. They did that a couple times, too. I was just like, what are we – can we just yeah. – can we piece together a couple good wins, please? Yeah. So, if they can get over that hump, watch out for them in the tournament. Agreed. Um, We've got a couple more here. we got Sun Belt and then the West Coast Conference. Um. Troy Trojans, I mean, those are always fun. Arkansas State Red Wolves, Louisiana Ragin' Canticleers, uh, Coastal Carolina, yes, yeah, good football team. Except they got, oh, I'm not sure. This Louisiana Monroe, UL Monroe, is that Louisiana Monroe? Yeah, Louisiana Monroe. They are the, the Warhawks. Warhawks. Whoa, and there's, there's, we have there's multiple another, Trojans. Yeah, th- <laughs> this conference is well protected. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Thank you, thank you. Um, then the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga looks to uh, hopefully they can make the tournament by winning their turn by winning this. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, but I see Pepperdine Waves, uh, San Diego Toreros, Fuck the Portland the Pilots. That's nice alliteration. I. Alliteration names are my favorite. Um, it's just so simple too. It's just like nice and it's nice and just concise. Portland Pilots. I wish more podcasts would be alliterate, alliterative. Uh, you wish more were illiterate. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I wish was literate. Huh. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go through the schedule here quick. We got a few more minutes here. Let's do it. Um, let's see schedule. All right, we'll skip uh, Sunday here because it's basically already over. Uh, Monday, we have not a whole lot. Baylor, Texas, um, Kansas State, Texas Tech, not really a whole lot there. Syracuse, North Carolina, um, you know, North Carolina did play just two days ago, so it's tough to get ready for that zone. Yeah, it must be tough on those 20-year-olds to have uh, have a day off in between. Puff Johnson, I saw at 16 yesterday. Yeah, he played well. He was He was active. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got Providence Villanova on Tuesday. We have Tuesday is loaded. Yeah, got some SEC matchups in there. Kansas TCU TCU just upset someone. Was it? Maybe it's Texas Tech. Texas I think that's Tech. a mobile team. Yeah. 
Dayton, Richmond. You just you just like work down the time slots here. I mean, five thirty, you got Nova Providence, Dayton, Richmond. We have a Civil War battle, Michigan State, Michigan. Yep. Do you have you have ESPN Plus, right? I do. What are you seeing Toledo, here? Toledo at Buffalo. That's a tournament that I'm really looking forward to. Is the MAC tournament? I think there are some like there's like four legitimate teams that could win, and then win a win a tournament game. I think in that league alone. I'm always down to watch my boy Jonathan. Yep. Yep. And and I think uh, they're playing well. They're playing well all of a sudden. Purdue, Wisconsin, and then Arizona USC tops off the night. Yep. St. Bonaventure VCU. I uh, your bodies are like just. They're like they're on, just on the outside. They're like they're on like life support, but like they're they're still hanging around. Yep, I'd agree with that. Well, what's nice about this night is that there's like six or seven like watchable games, but they're like phased throughout the evening. Like you could start your evening realistically at five thirty watching a game and watch basketball until midnight. It's almost like an NCAA tournament preview. Diet Coke or diet preview. Yeah. yeah, like if you, you start at 5.30 and you go till midnight, if you can't make it from 5.30 to midnight, you've got to get in better shape because when the tournament starts in like two weeks, it starts at 11 and goes till midnight. Yeah. Like, well, this could be kind of good practice. Exhaustion sets in. Yep. So you got to really hydrate. Yes. Fuel up. Uh, Great day. Wednesday now. Let's see what we have for Wednesday. It looks a bit sad. This is the hangover from Tuesday night. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. No. I see Arkansas LSU. Eh. It's about the best one I see. Yukon Creighton. Rutgers Indiana, there's a there's a buffle uh, a uh, a bubble Bu- matchup. Winner winner gets in. Yeah, maybe. Yukon at Creighton if uh, if we'll see what Creighton looks like, maybe they can maybe they can rebound a little bit. Yukon's another team that's been playing well. They just they beat Georgetown today. They beat Nova last week. Uh, it's a team that I I'm high on. I, I could see them being a team that's not in that top, like a top four seed type of group, but just gives somebody fits. Ooh, sorry, yeah, you're, run, nope, you're I, running. You're running on fumes. I am running on fumes, Biggs. Let's uh, let's get through this here. We got Thursday. Not much uh, Thursday either. Batman comes out. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it. Of course, um, that because we uh, we fly into Vegas on Thursday, so that's the first thing I'm going to do is go see Batman. When you get back, you're probably not going to see it either, are you? Well, why would I see it when I get back? When I saw when I see it while I'm in Vegas, that'd be stupid. Okay, I, who's I the bad guy? Uh, Robin. So uh, we have Michigan State versus Ohio State. <laughs> Robin, I just Robin. do with your time. You don't watch any movies. You don't watch any TV shows. I don't. I was thinking, how do you fill 24 hours a day? Robin is the Scotty Pippen to MJ. He's just like pissed off that he's always number two. And now he's just talking Finally shit. Bells. He's like, yeah, you know, exactly. I know all your secrets, Batman. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Uh, maybe what? That's not going to be the case, actually. The bad guy is the Riddler. Riddler, yes. <laughs> uh, Michigan State, <laughs> Ohio State. We're into Thursday. Um TCU Kansas. Did we just say TCU Kansas? Do they do they do like some sort of weird double header or something? What what's going on here? I, I don't know. That does seem weird. Yeah, they play the first and the third. What the hell? Little home and home action, huh? Yeah, oh, they must had a game. They must had a game get rescheduled from earlier in the year because of uh, something. Yeah, that could be. I don't, don't want to say the word. 
Odds that one of those teams wins both of those games. 82. 82%. So you think TCU is that good? I could see TCU winning a game. I give them an 18% chance to win one of the two games. Okay. Um, let's see. Iowa, Michigan. Yeah, Thursday ain't that much fun either. No, it's not great. It's not even like great like late night stuff. Now, doesn't this, isn't this one of the nights where some of these non-conference, these small school conferences start their tournaments, though? But even those are going to be early on, so it's like even those matchups aren't really. Yeah, I, like see of, I see a bunch of Friday Saturday. I see a bunch of TBD games on Thursday here, so some of these are from like ones that started Wednesday. <clears throat> um, Friday, and there's a bunch of TBDs here because you know we are getting to that conference slate here, which is everyone's favorite time of year. We have Buffalo, Kent State. Yeah, Kent State's legit. Richmond, St. Bonaventure. Okay. A um, bunch Pretty of mid-major mat- on matchups on Friday. And then Saturday, obviously, the big game is um, – hang on one second. I got to see it. Um, Sienna versus Canisius. Fri- Friday, I think you – you your guy, Jim Broom in Moorhead State, potentially play Belmont. Oh, that could be a good one. That could be a uh, – that could be the OVC semifinal game. That could be a matchup to watch. Let's see, Saturday, I already mentioned Sienna Canisius. Um, yep, throw out the record books. Yeah, um, Arkansas, Tennessee. Let's see. There Ooh, is no. North Carolina versus Duke. I don't think there's any underlying um, storylines to that one. I think it's just two teams playing 40 minutes, possibly what more. times that game at? Uh, five again, because they, they suck, so they don't get that 7 o'clock game anymore. Okay, you got to find another game then at like between four and five thirty that you can watch also because yeah, it's going to be insufferable. Yes. Probably watching. Hopefully, whoever plays at three, like it goes to like quadruple overtime. Yes. Kansas, Texas. Hopefully, that's a good game and it goes really, really late. Ooh, USC versus UCLA at night. Yep, there's a little nightcap that could be a good one, and obviously the uh, the OVC title game. You're gonna have on ESPN two. You're gonna have like some. Uh, or no, maybe on one of the channels you're going to have like the the Missouri Valley Conference semifinal games. So like there will be some some games worth tuning into there. Yep. Again, to get away from some of just the Power Six stuff. Ooh, there's Texas Kansas. Yeah, that's at three. That's 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 the undercard to the UNC Duke varsity game. Absurd. Absurd. How bad do you think those two teams would have to be for that game to not be in prime time? Very bad. It would like, have to be both have to just be epically horrendous. Both teams under five hundred at the time of the game. For them to like flex that out of just like some ridiculous prime time. Yeah, it's like it's you get you get to play on the uh, Nickelodeon channel. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I don't have anything else here, Biggs. You got anything? No, I don't think so. We're getting into it. March starts on Tuesday, John. This is our last pod before yes. March. Think about that. We don't get to sleep until May. Oh my god, I can't wait. Love it in here. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure when our next one is going to be. I will be on vacation beginning Thursday and ending next Tuesday. We could either do like a Wednesday one or just wait until the bracket reveal. I don't know what you want to do. On our bracket reveal, we'll probably do a Wednesday one. And we could we could do a Wednesday one when you get back. Wednesday or Thursday, we could highlight some of those conference tournaments coming up. Okay. And then, yeah. And then obviously Selection Sunday, we're going to get into that. And 
then it's really go time. Then we might be doing two pods a week again, Biggs. There'll probably be some in-person pods. Yeah, are you coming here? Or am I coming there? That, that's my plan. Oh, when? Are you coming for that first Thursday, Friday? Probably that Friday. Oh, let's go. Yeah, I don't have this school that is... Friday. Oh, boy. I should probably tell the GF here that the big man is coming. Yeah. You're not bringing the wife, are you? No. no okay, she perfect. works. She's Good. staying here. Yeah, maybe I'll just send the GF down there. Oh, yes. Trade. <laughs> that movie, what's the movie with Jack Black, Jude Law, and Cameron Diaz where they trade Christmases or whatever when the, the two girls go, you know that one? Is it the holiday? I think it's the holiday where where the one lives in Britain and the other's in the in the States and they swap houses basically for like the holidays and then they you know they find yep. like they find relationships. Have you seen that one? Yeah. The holiday, two thousand six, romance comedy, two hours, eighteen minutes. Um I can't believe you haven't seen that. 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've seen it. How do, how else would I know all this stuff? It's a terrific rom-com. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. All right, bye.